Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. As always, sitting right over there is my main man, Reggie. What's going on, brother? Kenny J, what up, doe? How you doing, oh, brother? Man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, been, been a busy week, but uh, I think things are going well. Things are going well, man. How about you? Well, pretty, pretty much the same, man. It's been a busy week at work. Um, yeah. Lots going, lots going on. It's that time of year for us. But um, more importantly, there's a lot of things going on in D.C. There lots, are. There lots are. of things happening, man. And I think we'll be yeah. we'll be getting into to all of that here in a little bit, man. But uh, yeah. we, we we'll, also we'll, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say we'll, we'll get to we'll get to a couple of those things. Um, and we've got a this is our first podcast where we're bringing on one of the fans of the well i'll say a commander's fan first and then a fan of the burgundy and gold knuckleheads a listener yes, uh, we're sir. bringing our, our, our first fan in and we'd like to do this down the road not necessarily every week but maybe every you know two three weeks um so if if you are interested in coming on reach out to us let us know uh, let us have some interaction and, and see how it goes. And we, we we like different opinions, right? Reggie and I hear ourselves talk all the time. Th- throwing in another voice is always good. Um, before I bring him on, one of the things I want to talk about, obviously we're playing Philadelphia Monday night, but the following week is against the Houston Texans. And Reggie and I will be down in Houston uh, catching that game. So if you're going to be in Houston catching that game, uh, if you're traveling or if you're already down there, let us know. We'd like to like to meet up with you at, at, at some point. I know there's a, a a rally that the rally captain does. We we at this point we plan on being there for that and get to know you and and like I said, just uh, expand the community of of knucklehead listeners out there. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Actually. Yeah, yeah. For for us, like I said, we're we're behind enemy lines here in Dallas. So for us, it's uh, a few hours down the road, and and we'll be bringing the the burgundy and gold love to to Houston without a doubt. That's right, H Town. Here we come. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if we don't have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and bring in our uh, guest of the week, our fan special of the guest. week. Uh, special yeah, guest. Special, man. Yeah, I mean the first one is special, right? Right. That's right. So, That's uh, right. W- without further ado. Uh, well, welcome Eric on with us. Yeah, he, he's got him and Reggie. Him and Reggie already have a bond with the uh, left hand up. Uh, if they get too carried away, I'm in control of this podcast and I can mute them both or take them off the screen. Uh, <laughs> How you guys doing? Hey, Thank you. We're doing well. We're doing, doing, doing well. good. Thanks for joining us. We're doing good, Eric, man. We really appreciate can we, you. We can get you. Hey, thank you. But can we get you one of these as soon as you want to jump on the train, buddy? It's hey, it, no, it's no. it's taking over. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Hey, you all enjoy it. That's just not my thing, right? It's not my thing. Uh, hey, I've never heard the song. From what I don't, I've never heard, I've, I've never heard this song. Really? Have you uh, have y'all heard it? Yeah, I've heard. Have it. you listened to it. it? In fact, I, I heard yeah. that they uh, I heard that they played it. Uh, over the loudspeaker um, at the stadium. Now I don't know if that was doing warm-ups or what the situation uh, I, was. But yeah, I heard it. during halftime. I heard during halftime they did, but I I didn't hear it. Yeah. I don't know. I never heard the song, but everybody else is doing it. And my man Jubsy, uh, I forget his Twitter handle, Jubs09 or something. Jubsy hooked me up with this T-shirt. Got it from LJ Customs. So anybody else that wanted to get on this train, hit up LJ Customs, man. Nice, nice. That, it's funny because that's where I got mine from, from from LJ Cousins as well. I met her. Like I said, very I, nice lady. I, 
Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it, but it, I saw the shirt. Uh, Reggie was wearing it. He wore it to the uh, sports bar the other weekend. It's a good-looking shirt. If you like it, it's a good-looking <laughs> shirt. Uh, like they, they did a good job on the shirt. So I got I got to give them credit, even though it's not my thing. I give credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, well, that's cool, man. So, but, uh, uh, go ahead, so, kid. So, yeah, I was going to say, touching base with Eric. Eric, you're in the DMV area, aren't you? Well, I'm actually in uh, York County um, okay. in Pennsylvania, but I'm right on the Maryland line. Takes me yep. about an hour and 15 minutes to get down to the stadium. So I can get in and out without living in the hustle and bustle of the DMV. Okay. okay. And so, okay. You, and just following your, your your background, you're born and raised in that area. So that means you're born and raised a, a Commanders Redskins fan? Uh, yeah, they tried to get me to be uh, a Steeler fan uh, right. a long time <laughs> is that ago. Your, is that your family? Yeah, yeah, my uncle, okay. my brother. Um, and then uh, during the 91, 92 Super Bowl, my parents right. had a Super Bowl party, and they had two two little cakes. One was the Bills, one was the Redskins. And right. uh, my older brother obviously got he, – he's bigger than me, so he took the Bills cake. He said, I'm the Bills cake, right? This is the fourth right. time they're going to Super Bowl. They're going to win. He wants the Bills cake. All so right. I'm stuck with this little red skin cake. And I don't really know too much about football, but these boys start scoring second quarter. Right. I watched I don't remember it from that day, but I've watched the game numerous times throughout my life. And we went up 17 right. nothing and a half time, right? right. And like, that's my squad. Right. The team's gonna be great forever. I love it. <laughs> that was that was that was the, that was the last of our glory years. <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah, I thought I thought I seriously thought this was gonna be it forever, man. Hey, hey but 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 you you got a glory year and you got a piece of cake at the same time so uh it wasn't a bad day yeah. it wasn't a bad day it must have been it must have been a hell of a cake it must have been a good piece of cake because i stayed you know what i mean i'm waiting for my next slice you know what i mean i was i was, I was about to say man the fact that you've stuck around all this time like the rest of us even though had that one glory year man that that, that shows your loyalty so you as a true fan man so we as as loyal fans like Ken and I, we definitely appreciate that, man. Because a lot of people jumped off yeah. the bandwagon, right? But for, for whatever the yeah, reasons we, we, are, we got we got people at the sports bar uh, that that coming for years suffer. I'll say suffering because we because we have had a more challenging years than than good years over the last twenty. And all of a sudden, at some point, they're like done, and I'm like, all right. See you. Yeah. You know yeah. where we'll be. You know where Reggie and I'll be every Sunday. Uh, <laughs> five right. years from now, seven years from now, we're gonna That's be right. in the same spot. That's so, right. We're not so, yeah, so, I, I, I wouldn't even know. I, I wouldn't even know, and I'm not knocking them for everybody can do whatever they want. But like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to go. Like, I wouldn't even know. Like, if I didn't like, the, <laughs> if I didn't like this team, if I didn't love this team, I probably wouldn't watch football. To be completely I, honest with you, because yeah. I have no like, I got I got the tattoo here. I call it my birthmark. That's how I tell everybody. I tell them all it's right, my birthmark. All right. I got a tattoo right there, and it's like, how would I ever? I don't know. I don't know what I, I would do without the Redskins, I'm, I'm, man. I'm with you, man. It's like if I were to change teams, it's like, well, who, who, what team would I go to? Yeah. And I already know if I'm being honest with myself, I'm always going to pay attention to what they're doing, so might as well not leave. Might as well just stay. Yeah, that's, that's right, right. That's right. But can I tell you what? I'll tell you what. Like, we might not, like, have winning seasons every year, but when we go – when you when you're watching the team, and no matter where you're at, when they win a game that that you that people don't expect them to win, like the feeling is just, I don't know, maybe that's just yeah. me, but it's just no, it's no. just incredible. No, no, the most recent was uh, last year when when we went into Pittsburgh, empty stadium nonetheless, but when we went into Pittsburgh, I, they were undefeated, right? No one I gave predicted us a that shot. one. No one gave us a shot, 
Yeah. And we went in yeah. there and we beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. So those are the yeah. kind of games that you're referring to yeah. that makes you makes you just like this is why we suffered through this. Right? Yo, when Cam Sims made that one-handed catch in that game, like I said, they tried to get me to be a Steeler fan when I was young. Remember that, right? So these people have bothered me my entire life. Like I can't escape them. They're in the family, right? And uh, but man. That's the first time I've ever seen us beat that team, boy. And I told him, I said, we got a lot of young guys, and if you let us hang around, because they were beating 11 they were 11-0, but they weren't beating anybody, which is kind of kind of what's happening here Monday night, too, if I can kind of lead that way. Like, yeah. they, they were 11-0, but they didn't beat anybody that I would say was dominant, you know? Right, and right. if you left us stick around a little bit, we're going to sneak one out on you. Now, sure. that's the same way I feel about these Eagles, all right? These Eagle guys, wait, who they who they beat? They beat. Cooper, Cooper Rush yeah. is that his name? Cooper yeah, Rush. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they Cooper beat Rush. they beat Cooper Rush. They beat Minnesota. I think in week week one or two or week something one. Like in, that. In, prime, in, in prime time, do we know Kirk Cousins in prime time? That's right. You know I mean? That's right. Yeah, and so right. I'm not too really I'm not too really threatened by that. You know what I mean? And we almost gave it to, to Minnesota this week. You know? That's right. Should have, should have. People, without a doubt. people without helmets got in our way on that one, boys. Yeah, you know what before, I mean. Yeah, before before we get to the, to this game, and, and I like I like your setup uh, on you know some ideas to, to look forward to on, on Philly game, uh, Reggie. There's there's some other news that uh, they, they came out today about Dan Snyder. Uh, what, what are you thinking about all that? You know, man. Um, first of all, I, I, I'm just ready for the whole legal issues with Dan Snyder and, and all of the stuff, the noise, I'm going to call it, that surrounds this team. I'm ready for it to be over, man. Um, what's interesting, though, about today with the Attorney General is he included the NFL and he included uh, Roger Goodell. And so my concern with that is what does this or how does this affect potential buyers? Now, it may not at all. Which, which believes you, if you believe in the conspiracy theories, a lot of people feel like there was something going on behind the scene, which is why Snyder chose to put the team up for sale anyway. So this may be the stuff sure. that was in the background that they knew that Absolutely. this lawsuit was coming with the attorney general with, with that included the NFL, Roger Goodell. And they finally told Snyder, you're going to have to do something here because we're not about to go down, down with you. But right. at the end of the day, I feel like Dan Schneider's on the clock, and eventually he's going to sell this team. But I'm just ready for all of the noise and the negativity that surrounds it so the players don't have to keep answering to this stuff, man. And every time I run into someone that's, that sees this W or see Washington, and then they, then they want the next thing they want to talk about is my owner. I don't want to talk about the owner. I want to talk about the team. Man. I want to talk about the players. I want to talk about what we're doing. If we'd have beat Minnesota – um, it would have been like, yeah, they beat Minnesota, but oh my God, they'd have been talking about Dan Snyder again, and that's what I want to get away from. So right. those are I, my thoughts on it. Yeah, and and I I had mentioned, you know, when the when the story first broke about how everything was lining up, right? It, right. But before it was even announced, you know, when you when you look back, all these things, and now I think people that are concerned that he might not sell sell the uh, team are making sure they're adding fuel to the fire. They're making yeah. sure that he is gone. It, it is a wave of anything that he has done that we can still push it is going to come at Dan to make sure that it's done. If, I mean, if all of a sudden he um, sold the, the move, team The movement tomorrow, is happening. 
Tidal yes, wave yes. is happening for sure. And, and if all of a sudden he came up with a deal with, I'm just going to say Jeff Bezos, because that's the one that people like to latch on to. But if Bezos and him came up with a deal tomorrow for $7.7 million and it's just waiting for the NFL to sign off on it, you, you wouldn't hear anymore. Right. You, you, these these lawsuits and charges and all would, would slowly, not right away, but would slowly start fading off to the, to, to the back because they know the problem of D.C., uh, whether it's, you know, doing things with 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 cheerleaders and female co-workers, whether it's screwing over the fans, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, you know screwing over the owners financially, whatever that stuff, that stuff is. That, that board is being cleaned and we have a new regime coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, so. for sure. Air, Air, what do you think about it, man, when you heard the news today? And all this, and all everything slide over the last few weeks. Well, when I heard Goodell's name thrown up in it, I said, wow, you know? But I have really have, over the years, just, I just don't pay attention to Dan Snyder, man. Like it's it, like you say, like everybody just wants to talk about Dan Snyder and everybody about the football whenever I meet people and stuff. And, I just, Dan Snyder isn't the type of person I would want at my kitchen table. I wouldn't want to introduce him right. to my family. Um, for sure. Yeah. I just, and- I'm ready for him to be gone. I, I am very interested in uh, the future of it all. Um, I wonder what it's like to have a good owner because I don't know what it's like to have a good owner. I've been right. here right. Uh, since I've been able to go to games and actually understand the game of football. Um, Dan Snyder has been here. So right. I don't know exactly what a good owner does. So I, I don't even know what's in store, but it has to be better than what I've been witnessing and, you know, experiencing throughout my life. No doubt. So, yeah, no doubt. let's roll the dice. Let's go. I mean, I mean, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the, to me, the number one thing is not constant chaos. Right. right? Yes. Washington seems like there's always, whether it's with the coaching, with the players, whether it's behind the office, there's always some some chaos that's going on that's not directly related to the play on the field. No, you know, see, I do, I do believe. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. I, I do believe that in the free agent market, and whenever we're looking for head coaches and, and things like that, I do believe that that kind of thing goes into play. Like in Absolutely. my real world, if sure. I'm looking for a job and I run into my man, and my man says, "Oh, you don't want to work for that guy. That guy, he 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 messed me over one time, or he still ain't paying right. me right, or or he whatever he does, you know." Like, I, I probably wouldn't want to work for that company. Absolutely. So, like, no, 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 doubt, so, um, no doubt that top top GMs do not want to report to Dan Snyder. And then top coaches don't want to coach at this organization because of Dan Snyder. And no doubt, if the, all the money is equal, there's free agents that will choose to go somewhere else so they don't have to sit here and deal with the noise. Every time they get in the yeah. locker room, a reporter is asking them about Dan Snyder as opposed to the team and the performance on the field. So, no question about it that Dan Snyder is bad for business, as I like to say. And yep. uh, so I'm let, just let bring, at this up, point, let bring up one. I'm just ready for him to go, yeah. man, at this point. Yeah. Well, let me bring up one thing here that it, to me, look, I want Dan Snyder to gone, period. Right. Okay. Whatever it takes. But the downside, short term downside of Dan Snyder selling and the way this deal is probably going to process is structurally there's not going to be any changes before next season begins right um because because if he's leaving and it doesn't get decided till march well all the coaches have already you know the the coaches have been fired and hired before then so unless 
So, so Rivera, Rivera will be gone. Um, and you say he'll be gone. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Think- My mistake. You're, thank you for catching that. Rivera will be there, and it'll up to be. Yes. It'll be up to Rivera whether he keeps a coach or two or not. But the idea that the whole coaching staff and all the GMs and and major moves like that will happen, it will not happen going into 2023. It, it is. It is certainly the lesser two evils, right? By by right. having new ownership, that means in the, within the first year, there's almost certainly are going to leave the coaching staff intact. And for those that are having issues with some of the coaches, Scott Turner and some people, whether you like Ron or, or Del Rio, whoever you like or don't like, that's probably going to stay status quo at least the first year of the new ownership group. So, yeah. so that's true. I, I believe, I believe, yeah, when, when they come in, they're, it'll just, they're going to handle the front office and get everything and get all the, make sure everything is in line there and everything that was wrong is out. And they're going to deal with that. You're not going to build anything off of a weak foundation. They're going to have to start there. Then, then maybe in 2024, if there needs to be coaching changes, then I think that's where they're going to handle that sort of thing. Um, and, and, in, and in theory, if if you're coming, to, <clears throat> excuse me, you're coming into a new situation, it's probably the right thing to do, right? Come in and assess yeah. the organization before you start making widespread changes. So, although the fans may not be happy that that means. The Ron Rivera uh, coaching staff will probably stay intact, but that's probably the right move to do as new ownership. So I, yeah, I get unless, it. unless Ron feels that there needs to be a change to his staff, let Ron handle the football thing. He wears too many hats right. right now. And I think that does go into a lot of his uh, decision making. Um, again, trying to stay positive here, but there has been some questionable things over the few last few weeks that it's kind of like, I don't know. There's a lot of outside noise there too. Like, now, but now, and to your point, Eric, um, I, I what, Twitter and reading stuff on the team, um, I forgot who pointed it out. They say, you know, if you look at everything that's taken place since Ron's been here, including just the past two weeks, um, he's done a tremendous job. So we we have to remember that there's a human being, right? The guy lost his mom. Uh, yes. Apparently, he was pretty close to the Gibbs family, and so with Gibbs losing his son. So that's another loss. And then that's on top of all of the outside noise. So the guy's dealing with a lot of tremendous, tremendous pressure and it's probably some stress. And in front of us, I think he's done a good job making it look easy. And uh, so to your, to your point, there's a lot of things happening in this guy's life. And he, and Oh, by the way, he's still trying to coach a football team. Cause I'll be honest, my mom passed away. Yeah. I'm not going. For, I'm not going for two days and back coaching the football team. I'm sorry. Nah, right. Nah. I, I, it, it just, yeah. It's just not happening. But yeah. he 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 was gone for two days and he was right back at practice doing a press conference and was coaching on Sunday. Yeah. So so yeah, hats if you, off, if, hats run for that. Yeah, and I mean even uh, going going back previously, if you never heard in the news that he had cancer, you would have never known. By the way, right. he was he was playing and coaching and showing up and and, and giving what it takes to be a head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Um, now, Scott Turner, on the other hand, he doesn't have that luxury. We, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going down that road at the moment, but Scott Turner, help your head coach out. Call a good game this week. That's right. So um, he don't have to answer questions on, on so, the bonehead decisions, Scott. Exactly. So uh, with that being said, we got the, you know, we already discussed it, but we've got the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, as Eric had mentioned, um, 
you can only play who is on your schedule, but Philadelphia really hasn't had any challenges. Even, even when you look at them going into a game before the game even starts, you don't look at it and go, oh man, you know, Houston last week, you know, Houston gave them a challenge of the first half, uh, but you wouldn't have expected that, right? Most of these games for Philadelphia at this point haven't really pushed Philadelphia, and it'll be interesting to see this week if Washington can play a full four quarters and and, and give uh, Philadelphia a challenge. Here. Well, all right. This is what I think about the Eagles, right? They're, they are a good team, right? Let's, let's give them credit where credit's due. They're, you know – they are not a 17. They're not going undefeated. They're not They're not built yeah. for that. Because if you look at it, they got three guys, right? Jalen Hurts is throwing to A.J. Brown. He's got 43 receptions on the year. Six touchdowns, though. Uh, Goddard has 40 receptions on the year. Then you got uh, uh, Devontae, Smith, Devontae Smith, right? Four, 40 catches, right? After that, after that, nobody's catching the ball. The next person in line is Miles Sanders with 11 receptions. So if we can, those three guys aren't they're not going undefeated. This is a very beatable team. The only thing that's going to stop us because I am I am very proud of our guys, especially how they played against the Vikings last week, but somebody has to sew that challenge flag inside of uh Ron's pants pocket there because he cannot yeah. he cannot have that yeah, like I, I agree with you last week ken or earlier in the week when yeah. i watched the podcast you, you have to take that out of, because when we were in that stadium against the vikings and, and heineke did that spin move oh my oh my <laughs> man we were up on our feet everybody's cheering next thing you know the red challenge flags out and right away i didn't care if we win the challenge i don't care about nothing i look at my wife and i told her i said look look what's happening right and we have all this momentum and you throw the challenge flag on this stupid play right here for a half a yard and now what's happening everybody's sitting down everybody's waiting for the for for the referee to tell us if it was good or not and then what now we get on up now we lost the timeout so now everybody's sitting down took all the momentum all the energy that crowd was rocking and and that flag right there changes a lot of aspects in the game and everybody just we were up here and then we're down here and we're waiting now we lost timeout and now we're down here and then we lose the fourth and one or you know what i mean it was just like after that the game just crumbled and for those that are that that are just joining us or trying to connect the dots eric was actually at the game he was at the game in the stadium against the Vikings last week. So what he so clearly what he's saying, and I don't need to regurgitate what you're saying, but it took the mood out of the stadium, right? Yeah, when he, very when he much called so. it because it was a hell of a play, very instinctively oh by by Taylor Heineke to just come in there and spin move and got <laughs> yeah. what we thought was a first down. Yeah, but yeah. I can see you know I never thought about that not being at the stadium. I can see how that put the crowd back in their seats where they had all was probably yelling and screaming when, when Taylor uh, made that move. Um, and if anybody but, ever been to FedEx field, like hearing FedEx loud and having that many of our fans there is not a routine thing. So for all of us to be there, all of us are on right. the same page. Everybody's going nuts. And then Ron drops a flag. And then it's like, and, and then it like wasn't, you said, it, it wasn't even did. a good challenge, right? That should have been <laughs> no. a challenge. No, no. It, was, yeah. it was a bad, bad, bad challenge. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but and then the play calling one on Scott Turner's half, when the play calling one that, when Scott Turner's half, where like you said earlier in the week, Ken, like you run a play on third down that you should have ran on fourth, and or or the fourth down play you should have ran on third down, like right. it's just it just, and then after that, it just I don't, I, yeah. you could just feel it, man. It was so sad. It was so yeah. sad. Yeah, well, well, we were watching but it, man. And it was, but it was I got so these, 
I, I had these sweet beanies from there, though. Nice. Yeah, I didn't realize, yeah. I didn't realize they were handing out uh, giveaways at, uh, yeah. on Sunday. Hey, for, yeah, for some reason, they're doing it every game this year, I guess. I don't know. Every game we've gotten something. I don't know, but I got two extra ones here. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. It's got our name uh, on it, Ken. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> the, uh, well, I, and, and you talked about the Philadelphia offense. Um, two things that kind of stand out for me is Jalen Hurts is playing better, I think, than most people, even even a lot of Philadelphia fans, playing better than what he we expected, right? We thought he might improve his game, but he's playing he's playing really well. And the, and the biggest thing that I see on him is – turnovers philadelphia is if you want to call it first in the fewest amount of turnovers he's only thrown two interceptions this year to i I think i think it's nine touchdowns he hasn't like lit it up touchdown wise um but that 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 nine touchdowns is that just passing running or combining that is passing that's just passing but but he's 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 run for a few yes yes so he's got more than nine touchdowns absolutely but i mean his the the mistakes have been taken out of his game. I, I, I don't think he's still, a, at this point, I don't think he's a premier quarterback, but the things that were knocks against him for his mistakes last year have mm-hmm. dramatically fallen back to his credit uh, and to the coaching staff's credit that they've worked on it to get it out of uh, out of the system. And and that's a big reason why they win. You know, If you're not turning the ball over and giving the other team chances, that's a – that's and, a they're, and they're playing good success. defense. And, and, and by the way, they are, I think, leading the league. So combine that with they're not turning the ball over. Right. Combine with the fact I think they're leading the league in turnovers. So they're getting the turnovers, giving the ball right. back to their offense, and their offense is not turning the ball over. They're being very efficient with the ball, which mm-hmm. explains why they've been able to win these games. They're doing what they're supposed to do, to your point, right. Eric. They, they're playing a schedule. Yeah. But they are beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. The defense so, has twelve interceptions this year. They have twelve. Yeah. So so Philly has five himself. Really well. And so, yeah. so that is that has contributed to to the success of their offense. And we're right. we're complete opposite. We're not getting very many turnovers to give our offense right. a ch- more opportunities to uh to score points. But um, I know that in the last game. When we played them, everyone thought because they were the number one run rush team that they would run the ball. But Jalen Hurst actually beat us passing the ball. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we talked about, right? We talked about the opposite of that, that we don't want him to run. We want him to beat us with the arm. And to his credit, he did it. That's exactly what he did. He threw 300. I thought I had it written down here somewhere, but he threw 300 and something yards, three yeah. touchdowns. So a very, very productive day by Jalen Hurst. Here we thinking we need to stop the run game, which we did technically shut it down because uh, Miles Sanders, I think whatever it was, he had – let me see here. I thought it, was, I it was around 50 yards. It wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, he had uh, – they had a team, 30 carries for 72 yards. So not a lot of yards, and Miles, and right. Miles didn't, didn't get very many yards as well. And Hurts yeah, threw for 300, 340 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, so the, he, he's very productive. And defensively, I mean, for, forget their offense, right? They they scored their their twenty four points. We lost for those who don't remember, we lost twenty four to eight. But the the big difference on that game was that was that was the game that our offensive line 
couldn't stop anything. I, 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 you know, I, th I think they could have brought some some retirees, some you know, some football retirees from 1966, and they still would have gotten at least three sacks on us. Um, that was a nine sack game, nine. Um, but that was the, that was the first game. That was the first game with the center though, because uh, I think Chase Rollier went out in week two against the Lions late in that game. Yep, and I yeah. think that was the that was the first week. That we, so there's when you when you got a center, and that's another knock that Carson Wentz had to take. You know, and I'm not I'm not here to to praise Carson Wentz or how, you know what I mean, but okay. but like whenever you're whenever you're the quarterback on a new team, week three, you're already with your with your second center. You know, like sure. all that communication at the line plays a big deal and. Unfortunately, it just ain't work out with Carson Wentz here. I don't well, think. And, and, and to your point, right? That was one of the things. Someone who was a supporter of Carson Wentz, I felt like Carson was the headline in terms of the performance. Oh yeah, I, I was I was a supporter. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I my, and that was the point I was trying to make to people is, I understand Carson doesn't look great, but the team is not winning just because Carson's not playing. There were other factors, and that's a good agree, point, Eric. Yeah. He was, he was playing with a center. He's still learning the offense. The center, they would tell you, is the quarterback of the offense because he knows and can cause all the protection. And here he was on his third center, to your point. Um, yep. But and clearly his limitations. He's not as mobile as he used to be. That was a contributing factor. But what I remember um, that, that I remember that stood out from that game to me, their defense on our offense was the fact that of those nine sacks, Every single one of our linemen gave up a sack, at least one. So that's five sacks yep. just from the offensive lineman itself. And what really frustrated me the most is they did all of that damage with the four-man rush. There wasn't right. any exotic blitzes. There wasn't doing anything special. It was just four linemen rushing, and they were able to get nine sacks. That can't, yeah. that can't happen Monday night. Yeah, you, you yeah. would have thought that, uh, that they had been – you know, Philadelphia had been playing, you know, mid-season form, and it was our first day at training camp. The, the way they just, yeah. the way they just came in. I mean, it, it was utterly ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that I, day I, was I, a nightmare. Yeah, I can't Wait, imagine. Now, were, you, were you at that game, Eric? Yeah, I'm at every game, buddy. Yeah, I go, I go to all of them. Yeah, okay, I travel. I'm about an hour and fifteen minutes away. I got and I'll tell you what. I don't want to harp on that game too much, but man, I hate them Eagle fans, man. I tell you, <laughs> when I listen, when we're we are at home, man. We are at home, and yeah. I'm going to leave about maybe about a minute left in the fourth quarter. You know, what I mean, we were done. I was beat all day trying to stay in there, and uh, they said, uh, nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah, nah. And they kicked me out of my house, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And this is all they do. This is all they, they walk around and they say, Go birds. Go birds. That's all they say to each other. They don't even say go birds. Oh, it's so annoying when yeah. they're around, man. But well, I know uh, I know they were they were um definitely trying to make that a home home game for them. And if I recall, the stadium had a it. lot of Eagle fans. It, it in looked there. like it was 50 50, without I, a doubt. I, I've, been, I've been to that game a bunch of times in my life where Eagles have come, and, and, and they pretty much say, that was the worst I've ever seen. That, wow. that, that one right there was the worst I've ever seen. Like, I, I, I don't even want to. I took a video, and uh, I think it was like I counted like 17, 18 Eagle fans before I see another another commanders now wow. i count another 20 and then i'd see a commander it was just well yeah that let, was let, yeah let, let me say for for commanders season ticket holders 
Mm-hmm. The week of Philadelphia, you just need to double the price of your tickets, right? So, so yeah. if they're going to yeah. if they're going to show up, if they're going to show up, at least make a pay for it. it. At least make no, a pay for no. it. Whatever, no, whatever you're charging not. on on StubHub this or whatever, is... double it, triple it. No, no, don't sell your tickets. Come to the game and cheer oh, with I me, agree. man. I'm not I agree so, with that. You know, that's the, that's that. the plan. Everybody, yes. come. If you ain't got gas money, I got a truck. Jump in the truck. I'll get you there. I'll get you there. We need you there. Cause them, yeah, them yeah. Birds, Eric's, will, Eric's will in the carpool. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Well, clearly, clearly, I think though, with a lot of the the absence of fans at the game, is the protest to Dan Snyder, right? And and and, and okay. although I get that, I just hate seeing our, our stadium overrun by opposing fans, man. I, yeah. I you know, because I'm there to support the team. If I live locally, I would go to the game, regardless of what I thought about Dan Snyder, because Dan Snyder's getting the money whether I buy the ticket or Eagle fan buy the ticket. He's gonna get the money. Yeah. So yeah. I might as well just go to the game and cheer on the players, cheer on the team, and just yeah. try to give up, try to give them something on Sunday that they don't have to worry about as opposed to what they're dealing with during the week with all the questions. So for me, I would go to the game regardless if I don't, the fact that I don't like Dan Snyder, I wouldn't protest in that way. That's just me. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. And to that, and to that point, Reg, uh, you brought it up and we had a discussion, even though we're in Dallas, we discussed about actually getting, season tickets tickets. and and we would sell the ones that we wouldn't go to, but we would try to come to a few games a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I don't know that the logistics will work out, but we are that committed as fans to have that discussion and at least talk through it. If I, if I can go to game, if I, if if together we can go to a couple games and then separately, you know, Reggie and and somebody else can go, and I can go to another game separately. How many games can right. we use and, and everything like that? So there are fans out there. We just got to, to your point, Eric. We got to get the Commanders fans in the stadium that they don't want to sell their tickets, and because the product think, is good on the field. I think it will change once the team is sold. But again, I just wish the, the fans. You're paying the money anyway. So yeah. selling your tickets well, to opposing I, fans doesn't do anything. I mean, you're, not, you're, well, you're still like, giving, I, giving the money to Dan Snyder. And I get, I get, I get heckled a lot. Like me and, and a bunch of other guys on Twitter. I'm not going to just name everybody, but but we get heckled because we go to these games and we buy the gear and we do. Oh, you're supporting Dan. You're supporting. Well, well, really, how, how the NFL works is if I don't buy that ticket, like you said, somebody else is going to buy that ticket, and Dan Snyder don't Dan care. Anyway. It, yeah, Dan Snyder don't care who buys the ticket as long as somebody's sitting in that seat because he's getting money, right. Right? right? And then, like, okay, I bought this hat, right? Oh, you're supporting Dan Snyder. Well, actually, the person that bought the Dallas Cowboy hat is also supporting Dan Snyder because uh, when you buy NFL apparel, then $1 every $32 goes to Dan Snyder. So for us to actually not support Dan Snyder, you can't – it's a monopoly. It's how it's how the game's played. It's how right. they made That's it right. so everybody gets their own share, you know? His and if rep, you go to away share. games – you go to away games, you don't want to come to FedEx because you don't want to support. Well, you go to away game. Well, that away team has to give Dan Snyder a percentage of that game because that's just how they do it, you know? And, like, yeah. so I want to thank you all for bringing that up because I wasn't really expecting the touch from that type. But uh, I'm not a bad guy. I don't support Dan Snyder. I just love my squad. You know yeah, what man. I mean? 
Oh, yeah. Don't oh, feel yeah. don't feel bad about supporting the team, man. Because to your point, revenue sharing is the way those guys make all their money in the yeah. NFL. And I would, if I was locally and could drive to the game, I would be there 100%, man. But again, I, I know some people, if you don't want to buy tickets because you don't want to give any money because you want to, uh, because your moral compass and what some of the investigation for Dan Schneider is about, I understand. But don't buy the tickets and then sell the tickets and tell me you're not going to the game because you don't want to support Dan Snyder. The fact that you're a season ticket holder, you're supporting right. Dan Snyder yeah. regardless of who who buys your ticket. It doesn't matter. Right. 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 So. Yeah. So. But, but well, again, the, and the, yeah. The only thing on that also is if if I sell if I'm reselling my ticket, normally they do that through StubHub or Ticketmaster, and you don't know who it's going to, so you can't even control. You know the idea that I'm only going to sell it to another commander fan. The only way you're really going to do that is with it being somebody that, you know, yeah. right. If you do yeah. it through any of the electronic services, you have no idea, uh, yeah. you know, who, who it could be. Um, and, and that's just, that's anyway. the way of the world. Anyway, so. back to the terrible Eagles, man. So I'm sorry you had to experience that Eric, man, but I saw it on TV <laughs> that uh, they had, they had taken over the stadium, man. And, and, and that kind of stuff kind of burns me a little bit, but living here in Dallas, I just have to watch it on TV and just hope that either the product would get better or Dan would sell the team. And I, I believe without a doubt, the fans will come back in droves once, yep. once that happens. So it, it's coming. It's coming. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you guys a question. Can I ask you a question? Can I play? Absolutely. What's yeah. it going to take for us to beat the Eagles this week? <laughs> what would it take? Yeah. Okay. You, you want to start, first, or you want me to go? Uh, uh, go? Go ahead, and and I'll piggyback off of what what you have. Uh, if I have other ideas or additional ideas, or okay. I might I might disagree with you. Go ahead. That's that's fine. I'm I'm going to cheat here. No, I'm, I wrote down a couple of things here. Um, yeah. Some some keys to victory here, and uh, first and foremost is no turnovers. Right? We cannot we cannot have turnovers. This can't be the game where Gibson decides to fumble. We can't have. Uh, we can't have uh, – I almost said Kirk Cousins, man. Believe that. Uh, but Taylor, Taylor Heineke, you, you, can't, you can't have the turnover. And what I mean by the turnover, if, if the defender just makes a hell of a play, man, that's where you just tip the cap to him. But you can't throw the ball down the field like you did to Curtis Samuel into triple coverage. You can't miss the easy read over here at guys wide open because you want to throw here and think that's the better play, like the interception to uh, uh, Logan Thomas' side. No turnovers by Taylor Heineke. You got to eliminate the turnover. Uh, my other point was be creative. I need North North. I need Scott Turner to be creative. We have a very, very vanilla looking offense. But I put a note here. I said, not cute. There's a difference between being creative without being cute. Being creative is scheming your guys open. Do something a little bit different. Being cute was that stupid play that we did against Minnesota. <laughs> where the ball got transferred four or five times behind the line of scrimmage before Taylor oh. threw the ball, and then he yeah. throws it to a wide-open John Bakes, but he was throwing it to the kid in the stands. That's mm -hmm. what I call being cute. That's not creative, Scott. That's being cute. Get, get the ball out of, out of Taylor's hand and get it down the field. Another point, I said design some runs. Taylor's a very mobile quarterback, so move the pocket, right? That's being creative. But it's also moving the pocket, creating a, a better vision 
on the throwing lanes for for Taylor to be able to see. Everybody knows he's not a he's not a tall player by NFL standard because he's certainly taller than me, but he's not a tall player by NFL standard. So move the pocket, get, do some design runs, um, the RPO stuff. Yeah, maybe that's fine, but do do some design runs. Defense. I need the defense to play well. I suspect that this may be the game that Chase Chase Young plays. I don't want them to force this. Let it come naturally. Put him in for some plays. Let him get his feet wet. Let him get back into the game a little bit because Two Hill and James Smith and all those guys, the defense has been playing fine. So I'm, as I said last week, I'm concerned, concerned, concerned about the chemistry. Back to Scott Turner, quick pass game. Taylor doesn't need to drop back five, six, seven drops, standing back there in the pocket because we know the O-line has had some issues, and I don't think they will be miraculously fixed by Monday night. So I need Scott to be able to design some quick plays, get the ball into the playmaker's hand, and allow those guys to get some yards after catch. And more importantly, probably a bigger thing than any key to this game is protecting Taylor Heineke. We touched on it earlier. Nine sacks with a four-man rush the first time we played him in week three, again, I know our offensive line is still suspect, so we got to provide some protection for Taylor because if we provide some protection for Taylor, I do have enough confidence that he will at least get the ball in the hands of our playmakers, which we know we have, and I think that will give us a chance to win this game. What you boys think about that? Well, let me just say, say first of all, um, I don't know who, I don't know if it was my daughter, my wife or whatever, but they must have scanned my notes and sent them directly over to you because it's <laughs> like verbatim where I go on down. A couple of things, I mean, a couple of things I, I talk about it, it is right off the bat was turnovers. I agree with that. Um, everything that you said, and it's funny because as you're talking about it, and I, and I agree that with pretty much everything that you said, mm. one of the things that I barely have any notes on and you barely touched on is defense, right? At this point of the season, compared to week one, two, three-ish, uh, yep. we have confidence in our defense now, which is a good thing, right? Yep. So the defense needs to play like it has in the past couple weeks. Don't surprise us and just lay an egg. Lay an um, egg, yeah. Off yeah. Offensively, some of the things that I had, again, were, were a lot of things that you have. Uh, I'll just kind of reiterate or, or add to what you were saying. Um, to me... I've commented several times throughout the year during the game, not so much on the podcast, but I think um, Turner needs to get Taylor in the game. If that means, I, I think when 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 the, when things, I'm not talking spinning like super fast, but when when he is rolling out to your point or doing a bootleg run designed, and you do some of that, and his his heart rate gets up a little bit. You know, not, we're not talking about in the red, right? We're talking about, you know, in the yellow, he performs well. Um, mm -hmm. He steps up, and, and, and all of a sudden, you start seeing some of that Taylor magic, right? That, mo Which that I moxie he plays with. Yeah, right? yes, yes. And, and that's what we're going to need, not in moments. We're going to need that a lot of that through the game to beat Philadelphia because we talked about how good their defense is against the run and the pass both. Um, I do, to add on to that, you, you touched on it a little bit there. Whether it's the short game or long game, handing it off, uh, I'm not going to say a trick play like you said, but find ways. We all agree, right, that 
you know, when we've had our discussions that Taylor, uh, Samuels, Gibson, those are our playmakers. We need to get them in the game and get the playmakers from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, the ball in their hand. Make it easy for Taylor to get them the ball and let them do the magic. I don't I don't want to I want Taylor to have moments. You know, nobody should have want Taylor to carry us through this game. Taylor should have moments in this game and the entire game offensively, the shoulders should be on Terry, Samuels, Gibson, Robinson. So so you um, don't want to see us see where we go in the first half where Ter Terry has only one catch. And, that, and that's, I don't that's I, kind of stuff we don't need, right? That, that goes across the board, right? I, I want to see, and, and I don't have a problem. I know we all like to run the ball right off the bat and get the run established. If we do it wisely and smartly, I don't have a problem with the short passing game because if you use it right, I've said it before, a short pass, a screen, a little flare-out pass, that's nothing more than, an, than a long run, right? It's an extended run. It gets the defense moving left and right, covering the entire field. And if we can do that, we can be in the game, but we're going to have to not do that for one or two drives. We're going to have to do that continuously for four quarters. Yes, there's going to be times. There might be one or two times where we're three and out because they're they're an excellent defense. Yeah, but absolutely. We but but we need to keep that defense on the field longer than three or four plays on a regular basis throughout this game. Uh, time of possession. We can't be we can't be severely. Uh, hurt on the time of possession on this game. Let me add, and I'm gonna let Eric say. And the other thing is, we cannot afford to get off to a slow start, right? That that yeah, four quarters, four quarters. We're, we're, yeah. we're playing from behind, right? You can't like the last game we spotted the points in the first half before we decide yep. to play, right? So we can't do that as well. But Eric, what you got, buddy? Uh, the only thing that I can add to what you guys say, because I agree with everything that you guys have said, is uh. I would like to see some long drives. I want some seven-minute drives. Like the longer yeah. that you keep Jalen Hurts and them boys on the sideline and AJ Brown on the sideline, the, sure. the more it's going to benefit us. So we got to be able to create those. We need we and and this is a tall order to ask from what I've seen so far. But Scott Turner definitely has to get creative. Yeah. Now when I watched the the Houston Texan game the other day, I know it was tight during the first half, but the things that I saw that the Eagles do that we don't really do is like they're moving Jason Kelsey. They're moving him out. He's like, I don't even know the terminology you want to use, but they're pulling him. They're like pulling him at their offensive line is just working as one unit. And, and I'm not saying our players that we have can't do that. I'm saying that our offensive coordinator is not creative enough to think that and to teach that discipline. And if we do agree. lose, if we do lose, it's not going to be because of a lack of talent on this team. It's going to be because Scott Turner is not creative enough to beat the coaching staff of the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I've That's said it. Right. I've said it. I've said it many times on this podcast. I've tweeted about it. I after after eight games in this case, nine games. I am convinced it's not the talent; it's the coaching, and that coach starts with with Scott Turner. And I put it on Twitter. A couple of people have kind of liked me saying it, but I say if Scott Turner was a quarterback. He will have been benched by now. Yep, hundred. Well, it's seventeen. What is it? Seventeen points. Uh, the average that we're getting right now is that what it is? Seventeen point six or something. Absolutely. And given the talent on this team, 
If he yeah. was a quarterback, he will have been benched by now because he's not getting it well, done as a, as an offensive coordinator. The creativity is just not there. So well, he's got to be able yeah. to do it. And so to your point, the long drives have got to be there. That keeps our defense fresh, and that wears out their defense as well. And to your point, keeps their offense on the sidelines. So I'm, I'm yeah, with and, it, man. And what Absolutely. I, yeah. I like, I like to add on there, you know, I, again, I, I know Scott Turner, uh, you know, everybody's beating that drum right now, right? The difference between a good offensive coordinator in this league and a bad offensive coordinator is not just the game plan, right? It, it is game plan is part of it. But in today's NFL, a good offensive coordinator finds and creates the mismatches. And that's one thing we just do not find. We do not find the mismatch. We do not create the mismatch. What you know, where is where are our wide receivers wide open? You know, where how why are we not getting a a, a wide, wide receiver rec- on a on a linebacker? I mean, yeah, a linebacker yeah. on our wide receiver. Those kinds yeah. of mismatches mm-hmm. are, are mm-hmm. designed, you know, you, you create movement, you create cuts, you create picks, you you create patterns where people clear an area and then you have a, a you know Terry fill in that that area to where he has one on one. It's these kinds of things that Turner does not seem to be able to find the mismatches or create the mismatches, and and that's what we need to do. Not not just I mean obviously we need against Philadelphia because they're a good game a good team, but we need to do that throughout the rest of the season to be successful. And if we don't, it's going to be a long uh, night on Monday night, and it's going to be a long frustrating season for the rest of us uh throughout the season even though we have a lot of winnable games and, and and let me add to that and to your point our running back our main running back uh Antonio Gibson is a former receiver right in that Minnesota game what did they do what did Kevin O'Connell do he got their key running back Dalvin Cook on a safety Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and Eric, you remember the grab he makes in the end zone for that in my great catch, great, right? great catch, yeah, yeah, great yeah. catch. That's that's one of the plays you were talking about earlier, where you got to tip your hat. Like it was a great yeah, catch. Yeah. Cam Crow was in coverage. It, it was absolutely. It, it, was, and it was just just they, a little bit out of his reach, man. But like, they created the mismatch. They put a running back on a safety. Now Cam Curl's a hell of a mm-hmm. player. I love Cam Curl, but yeah, to them what they saw was the mismatch was having their star running back, who's got great hands, on a safety. Well, guess what? Antonio Gibson, man, is a former receiver. He converted to a running back. The guy can catch. We've seen it. Get him, yeah. on, get him on a linebacker. Get him on a safety. Create that mixed match, Ken, that you're referring to. Yeah. So back to one of the points I made. Get creative. Just not cute. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that'll totally be agree. that'll keep us help keep us in the game. But we I think we have a tall task, man. But yeah, it's yeah. not but it's I, not like it's not impossible. Right. And I, and I think, like I said, to, to the points that uh, Eric brought up, as well as yourself, Reggie, um, it's it's not at this point against a, a good team like Philadelphia. Um, we, we know our strengths and weaknesses and, you know, our offensive line has slowly gotten better. Um, I, I think we kind of leveled off definitely last week with, with a, a handful of plays, but we started to see some improvement and they just need to take another step. I, I don't know that we're going to be able to get it. Maybe we've maxed it out. I don't know, but especially against a team like Philadelphia, you're going to have to take that, that one more step better, that one more step in sync with each other. And, 
and, and go that route. Also, we didn't mention it. I mentioned it last week, even though it kind of bit us in the butt at the very, very end of the game. Last week, we only had three penalties. We cannot hurt ourselves yeah. this week with penalties. Right. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the game, at the end of the game, we, we just cannot. Uh, we have to keep it, you know, a, a, another three penalty week would be wonderful. And hopefully they're not at those three penalties are not at key moments that uh, right. that, that amplify the penalty. But yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. When I heard when I heard that last week, like because when I'm at the game, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I don't get thirsty. I don't get hungry. I, I don't get cold. <laughs> I don't get nothing. Like, I really right. don't. I'm in the game. And like and then when I after the game and I heard that we only had three penalties, I'm like, that's the freaking awesome. You know what I mean? Right. Like that is yep. great. Like Del Rio, whatever he's done. You know, I had a lot of grapes about him at the beginning of the season. Sure. I didn't like well deserved, how he yeah. individual players and stuff. Like, I didn't like all that. Uh, so that's, that's noise that was unnecessary, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. But, man, he got them boys balling. He does. Yeah, he got them doing man. something. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And Ken pointed it out last week. Um, I think we take – when things are going good, we tend to take it for granted. But we certainly are loud as fans. When things are going bad and so to your point we got to give jack Rio some credit man he has got that team defense turned around they're playing a hell of a lot better um and and because we're finally playing better i'm not saying i want to be clear i am not saying that we don't need chase young but having played team sports myself it affects the chemistry it it, mm-hmm. it just does and i i don't know it had been different if he had missed a couple of games. He's he's missed almost a full season because he missed season, half of last yeah. year and half of the, mm-hmm. roughly half of this year. So the guy's been out, and the defense is playing as that unit. And I'm just truly concerned. And I hope that the time away with him being in the meeting rooms and on the sidelines, he recognizes and understands that he needs to play within the system, not outside the system. And, and if he plays within the system – He's a hell of a talent, and it will only take the defense to another level. So, but as as well as we have been playing, and the D line has been playing, it it does give us uh, a good position to be in. We have a good problem here because now we're able to like for this game. I expect him. Uh, he's. I expect them to sprinkle him in, let him get a little little work under him. They're not going to work him too hard. But with everybody else playing good, we're not actually. And I'm not bashing him. I like him, uh, but we're not missing. You know what I mean? Like, right, so right. we can we can put him in here and let him let him play a little bit. Okay, pull him back out, let him rest. You know, and then let the guys, let the unit and, and whatever they got going on keep working. Okay, this guy needs a rest. You can put put Chase back in. So we have a good problem here. You know, yeah, so yeah. we can ease him back in, and then maybe even get enough plays under him that if there is problems with him freelancing or doing whatever, maybe they can correct it as they go. You know, good point. Good point, and man. That, that's what I'm hoping I, for. But I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have glass. You know, you know what I'm saying. Glass half full, kind of guy. That's it, right there. That's my and, guy. And, and my I, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see them playing in ten or twelve plays. They're not going to use them it too much. I, I don't, I don't know. If they're going to use them a whole lot more. They're going to use them in key. I agree. I think in some key plays. And, and then what they're going to end up doing is wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Wait you think till, that, you, that's how many you want them to play, or that's what you think they'll do. I, I I'd be surprised if he plays more than 15 plays. And the only reason I'm saying that is, is they're going to rotate him in. And then I think what they're going to do is like, okay, you've been going full tilt. I mean, NFL full tilt, not practice tilt, right? NFL game time, full tilt. And then, cause they want to wait and say, okay, let's see on Tuesday and Wednesday after the game, how's your knee feeling? 
All right, that, that's well, going to be well, the Well, maybe test. they'll put him in situational passing, right? Where that's his, that's his, where, his, where his play right. would be, um, you come in on third down, let's put Chase in, you know, you know, you right. see ball, go get ball, obvious right? Passing just, just pin your ears yeah. back on obvious pass yep. and just go get go get the quarterback, right? Kind of like what they did with – Kind of like what they did with the pitch count with Brian Robinson his first week back. Right. They put him on a 20-play pitch count, you know, and I, I think that's about what, what we're going to see. I'm not expecting him to – now, Dotson, I hope to see more than that out of Dotson. I hope yeah. he's on the field a lot. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. I hope Dotson comes back and play um, as well. He's got that tissue injury with the hamstring, man, and, you know, it, you know, he can run two routes in that game and re-injure. So I hope, I hope he's fully healed at yeah. this point. Yeah. Right? You know, I hope they're not we, rushing We want back. everybody back, right? We, we, uh, we want Holcomb we back. We want everybody back. Uh, we, I don't we, think Holcomb's going to play. Uh, no, I, don't I don't think, think so either. Gonna play. I don't think so either. But, but, but I think Chase uh, and, and Dotson. That's okay. Yeah. Chase, Chase and Dotson, I think we'll have a great chance of playing on Monday night, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like him. Um, so. do, do we have anything else or is it, is it that time, Rich? I think it's that time. I think All it is right. that time. All right. So, I, so. I, I, I need to, uh, within the next week, uh, I hope to get my soundboard back on so we can play the the music uh, and, and and all the drops that we used to for do this when, for this segment. For, Ken, for this, Ken loves this segment. This segment and everything else. I do. I do. <laughs> it, 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 it's what's your name? What's your number? Uh, mm -hmm. And what we do is we end for those that are listening for the first time. We 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 give our confidence level, right? It's, it's we don't give a points. Here's the score. It's our confidence level on how confident are we to beat whatever team it is this week. It happens to How be confident. Philadelphia. Are we, I mean, 10 is that I guarantee you I'm confident. It's a guaranteed win. And a one is pretty much. There's no way, right? There's no way. Right. So can, can I bring one thing up real quick? Can, can, can go, I bring go, one go thing ahead. up real quick? Sure. Whenever I said 7.5 last week, y'all okay. looked at yeah. me like I was crazy. I was darn close. If it wasn't if it wasn't for some coaching decisions that they had, I, I'm telling you, I know my squad. So when I pick my number, I need everybody to listen. All right. You know what? Go ahead. He's absolutely he's absolutely right. He gave us a seven and a half. Yeah. And we were both like, man, I don't know about that. And he's 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 right, man. With with without the two plays at the end of the game. He would have been 100 right on that on that on that game beating Minnesota yeah. last week. So, well, with that, then Eric, we're going to give you first dips, man. Go absolutely, what, absolutely. What's your, what's hey. your number? And and, and give, right. give us a little bit. Any explanation you, you have on it? Yeah. All right. Well, I had it written down here that I was going to go eight, but we have Scott Turner as offensive coordinator, so I'm going three point nine. Three point nine. Did you just I realize? Wrong did you just did you just realize uh, during this conversation that, that uh, Turner was our offensive coordinator to go for that? Uh, see, I, I, get, I, I get in this Homer phase because I live up here in Pennsylvania. I got all these yeah. Philly fans around me, man. I'm talking trash all day long. You know what I mean? Like, y'all ain't doing this, y'all ain't doing that. And I get caught up in it. I'm like, I'm going to tell these guys, hey, I'm going to watch them light up again. But now as we talk, man, like, I'm I'm dead, man. I, I don't mean to say that. I will say that is, that is quite the swing. To go from eight to <laughs> yeah, we start talking about Scott, man. I'm like, man, there's no way he's creative enough to beat these guys, man. Like, if <laughs> God, I want to, I want to say eight. I want to say eight, but I, I can't say it. Let's be clear, though. Give me your confidence number, just your confidence number. But, but that doesn't mean that you're not all in on on hoping and that we and praying that we beat these guys. So we get it. That's just right. that's just you know that's just how confident I am. 
but you're really yeah. going to the game Monday night watching as if, hey, we got a chance and hopefully we pull this off. So yeah, the heart the heart says eight, the mind says three point nine. Right. Yeah, because Jeremy Reeves, that's my favorite player. So I go to thirty nine, three point nine. So that <laughs> Jeremy Reeves right there. That's my dude. That's special teams captain. Love my special teams captain right there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, as much as I hate to say it, I, I don't think there's ah. Uh, Man, this hurts. Man, boys, this, this is the part that I dreaded all night. But, yeah, I'm going I'm to have to say that I don't think we win this one. I, I don't think that the Eagles aren't beatable. There's no way they're going undefeated. I don't think that – You just don't think we're the team, team that's going to do it, right? I got you. I got Reg, you. Reg, what, what you got, my man? Well, <laughs> so for the second week in a row, um, Eric's number is higher than mine. Um, I, my number's at a two. Wow. What? My, my number is at a two, right. and that is and that is better. for the record. That is by far the lowest number I have ever given. And by I would far. just simply, I would just simply, yeah, by far. But my only reason is, I think the Eagles is just a little better team. I have almost zero confidence in Scott Turner's offense coordinator to do the keys to victory that I laid out earlier. I don't have the confidence that Scott Turner. And the game plan will incorporate these things. And I think we're going to go in looking very like a week two team as opposed to a week 10 team where we because the Eagles are going to be a little bit different this this week than what we saw in week right. three. Right. I think we're, we're just now probably getting back to what a week four team should look like because our offense is line is finally playing a little bit better. We're getting healthy. But I just don't feel I don't have the confidence in the offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, to do the necessary things to help help our team try to pull out the upset against against the Eagles. So my confidence number is a two. I just don't feel like we we have enough to pull a lot. We it may even be a close game, right. but I just don't know that we do enough to pull off the victory, man. And I hate to say it, it hurts me, but I hate to say mm-hmm. it. Oh, I, I, absolutely. I, we we saw the pain in uh, Eric his his number, right? So I, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know it hurts, hurts you uh, equally as much to, to give such a bad number. Um, so that leaves me, right? The pressure is on me. And if anything, this, if anything this year, I've been saying hashtag prove it, right? I've been, I'm not going to say down on this team, but I've been waiting for them to prove for Wentz to prove it. I've been waiting for the offensive line. I've been waiting for Turner to prove it. Um, And and so that kind of can, that, that prove it attitude kind of continues except for my number, for whatever reason, my number is higher than you guys. Okay. And I have have irrational logic in this, right? Oh man, I got to hear this. Come on with it. I, our talented positions are as talented, I think, as any other team. Uh, I'll say our playmakers. The people that we had defined as playmakers are as talented as any other team in the NFL. Okay. You, somebody may be a notch above, a notch below, but we are we are there talent-wise. Uh, obviously, we all are concerned about Scott Turner. Maybe, maybe I'm just naive but i have trouble thinking that scott turner can continue to call this bad games at some point he's got to get it right he's got to get it right right because he's got the talent again again this is this is 
This is your moment. You got the floor. This this is my moment. (laughs) This is the week where we say, Scott Turner, where have you been all year long? Because you got it right this week. Where were you the first nine weeks? Right? Where were you? Uh, He 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 had every single game. He'll have two or three moments, and you're like, Oh, Scott, get it going, get it going. Well, you know what? Watch watch the clips of the first nine weeks your highlights on, on, on the drives that you had, that you put it together, put it together, rerun it, rerun it again. We're going to walk away with the win. I'm at a 5.1. 5. Feels like an eight. We yeah, it does. Away. It does. We are going to compare to our numbers. Yeah. Away. Yes. Yes. You, look. Look. We are going to have some big plays in this game. It's not going to be. It, it might not even be pretty, right? We might go look and be like, man, uh, you know, we yeah. had three or four good plays, and it's it's going into the fourth quarter, and it's you know twenty to seventeen. And geez, when you look at this, when you look at everything, you're like, how are we in this game? We're winning the game because of big plays. Our defense can make big plays and possibly set us up. Washington is going to be up for this game. It's a revenge game. It's a game that we did not play. We are not as bad of a team as we played in week one. We may lose. We may win. But we are not that team that okay. played horribly okay. on both sides. Okay. Hey, man, listen. And we're going to right. You got me, you got me fired side. up. <laughs> got me fired up. I'm ready to play. Let's go. Is it Monday yet? I'm ready to go now, man. Hey, my blown. I figured Cam's going to be a zero. This is yeah. what? Hey, 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 look, if if we lay an egg, if we lay a big goose egg on this game, I'll be a zero for the rest of the year. Can't. Right? Yeah. I'll, I don't, I don't hey, even know what to do. I'm ready to go play. I'm ready to go Eric play. Eric doesn't Ken. know. Several years ago, I was ready to cut Haskins at halftime. Literally, <laughs> right. literally I wanted him cut at halftime. <laughs> if Scott Turner lays an egg i am ready this game i'm going to announce it i will don't let start him, don't let him get back fire, on the bus. fire turner i was at fire turner not win or lose it's a matter of what kind of game do you do you put forth what what kind of game okay. are you calling are you setting us up if he lays an egg and it's just total chaos total stupid plays stupid play calling i look i'm not on the bandwagon for turner at all but I will be holding my sign up instead of fire or instead of sell Snyder sell. I'll be fire Turner. Now that'll be my, I'll my do it manager. with you. I'll do it with you. I'll take you to the state. I'll do it with you. Yeah. Ready, Cause uh, <laughs> if we, we get off to a slow start in that atmosphere, they're going to eat us alive. You know what I mean? They're going to eat us alive. I mean, that, they're eight and zero. it's on Monday night mm-hmm. football. They've been out there tailgating mm-hmm. all day. They're ready for this game. I'm pretty sure they've, all pretty much picked this as a W on their side, which I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. So and all the media is going to talk about is all the media is going to talk about before the game is their eight and zero and Dan Snyder. That's all they're going to talk and, about. And, there ain't going to be and, nothing. And their, and their fans, yeah, all their fans are already missing a chromosome, right? Yeah, already, yeah, <laughs> yeah I work with a couple. Of, I work yeah, with yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, don't, they don't have their head screwed on straight to begin with. <laughs> Uh, and, and so you know we we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do to to come over. I appreciate your five, Ken. I do appreciate your five point one. Five point one. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, way he's been all year, man. This is mind blown. It's it's blowing my mind. 
It's blowing Man. my mind. I can't believe it. I can't believe Man. it. Uh, wow. and, and, and this and this is recorded, so that we can come back and. Uh, Listen, and, and I hope you're right, man. I want you to be right. Trust me. Yeah. As yeah. a fan, Trust me. I want you to be right. Yeah. If I put one makes me feel good, you're 2.0. That, that makes me feel good. I thought I was going to have the lowest number. I was like, I'm going to end up having the lowest number. Like, hey, but yeah, if, so you if, guys if, put me right in the middle. I'm, yeah, I'm cool. I'm going to say, if you average Richie and I out, we're right there where you are, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm cool. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Well, man, this has been great. It's been wonderful, Eric. Man, we appreciate you joining us. Um, Eric is our, Eric is our first first guest, um, you know, outside of, say, because we had Jen Leno and we had some former players on and things of that nature. But as a fan, man, list, right. a listener Armstrong. following us on social media, interacting with, with us and all that good stuff. So this has been great. I'm your, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan. If there was a number one, I did not know until we came on here that I was number one. But now that I'm not like, like I deserve this spot because I am your biggest fan. I appreciate you guys, man. I listen to all of them, boys. We appreciate my, my, my it, My mom will disagree with you, but besides that, Okay, all right. I give it to mom. To my, my mom. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy caught up in the moment with you two famous guys here. I got a little fanboy on you. My bad. My bad. Yeah. No, you good, yeah. brother. You good. I did have a good time, though. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely, man. It won't be. It won't be your last. I promise. Okay. We'll. We'll definitely. Have right. you. So stick around. Stick around. Don't leave. And uh, right. but it won't be your last, man. We appreciate you do coming on. We'll we'll get ready to sign off here. And for those that are listening, you know, on on all your uh, social media platforms. Uh, on the podcast, you know, we are on YouTube now, so you can just Google us, Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads Podcast. You can find us on our YouTube there. And if you are on YouTube and you want to get up and go, you can always find us. We're on all of the social media um, uh, podcast platforms. So, again, just same name, Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads Podcast. You can just search for us that way and listen to us. And as always, we appreciate all of the feedback, all the support, just like my man Eric here. And Hopefully we can go get this game, steal this game on Monday night because we have been known to steal the games that we're supposed to lose, and hopefully we can do it. And that's all I got. Ken, you got anything else? No, other other than uh, get on, if you uh, reach out to us on Twitter, give us your number, right? Where, where, where's that's your right. number? Is it higher than 5.1? Is, is it lower than uh, Reggie's 2.0? It can't get very much lower than my two, so. <laughs> but uh but but, but with yeah, that we appreciate it all and like my man Sarah left hand up who are we the commanders we're gonna peace out for the night y'all thanks for joining peace out knuckleheads <laughs>